And all that. And stars shine through the sky. Yeah, I wanna remember these days. I hate your face. I hate this crowd. Here you be, and you sure want of Delta College Public Radio. This is the bomb. love it when a record grabs my attention almost instantly and then holds on to it all the way through. Every song makes me say, wow. It's like catching a wave of melodic bliss and riding it all the way through to the finish. And for me, the new soul and R&B project from Saginaw, Michigan's LaBelle Jackson does exactly that. Armed with a lineup of great original songs, killer musicians, and a sound that will transport you through space and time, the album truly is medicine for the soul. It's called Going Home by Memphis Jackson, and after some deep, sustained audio exploration, in my own humble opinion, it's a wonderful record. I'm Jeff Scott, and this is Studio Q. Being a Saginaw guy, I first heard the name Lavelle Jackson a long time ago, and I'm familiar with some of his work. Now, people that know me know that I love old soul and R&B music. I'm a big fan of many Motown and many Stax artists. I had never met Lavelle before, and when I heard his latest project and what a nice guy he was, I thought that needs to change. Lavelle was kind enough to come and hang out with me at the Q90.1 studios for a while, we started talking about Lavelle's early days in music, and with all of that musical ability, it was no surprise to learn that those days were very early for Lavelle. I can say I, I started with the choir, singing in choir at church, and then school, I sang the Saginaw High School uh, Soul Choir. And uh, from that point, um, just played in a few local bands. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the BAD band was probably the most... Uh, I guess the the most I want to say famous, but well, no, I'm familiar with the BAD band. So, yeah. uh, before we get into the BAD, so let me ask you this: So, did you realize you had a passion for singing and for music before you started with the choirs and stuff like that? Did you know this is something? Oh yeah, you know, um, I think earlier on, like maybe around second grade or third grade, I got a um, uh, idea or feeling that I could, I really was into music. I could make uh, instruments at home with just household objects. And I would, my mother told me this story one time, this is weird. I was sitting on, she told me that I would um, 
I would make rhythms by listening to the birds and and uh, just different sounds. And she she kind of noticed that I would make rhythms and just uh, patterns, you know. And I I didn't know what that meant, but uh, so I think early on there was something musical or musically inclined that I could pick up on really fast. And so. And you mentioned that your father had taken you to your first concert, um, so your your parents recognized early on that right, there yeah. was something within you uh, <laughs> that <laughs> and, was very yeah. melodic, and, uh, and, and, and that they helped uh, steer steer you through those waters. Yeah, and, and for my dad, that was really uh, a surprise because I didn't think that uh, my my dad was like a man's man. You know, he would fish and fix cars, and you sure, know, and and so um, and I was really musical, and I thought that was kind of wimpy. My dad thought, I thought that he thought that that was kind of wimpy, mm-hmm. but I I really, I see now that he recognized that that was a part of me, and he took me to my first concert, B.B. King. I would tell you the whole story, but that made a big impression on my life and uh, the style of music that I started writing and, and enjoying, so mm-hmm. um, it, it just really uh, exploded kind of that genre of music to me, um, the, the blues and soul kind of music, but... Um, yeah, my dad and my mother, they did recognize early on okay. that I had some musical. So you started talking about the BAD band. So this is, we're talking like late 80s around that. I don't, like, I, I don't want to date you, man. No. But, you know, <laughs> like, but around their late 80s, early 90s kind of time. It was frame. like 85, 86. And, and you guys had some regional success, a yeah, couple yeah. of singles. A couple of singles, yeah. I never felt ashamed to live my life together. I never really thought you cared. signed with Motown right. and we actually had a deal with Sony Records as well so but uh, neither neither label released we, we actually recorded a whole album with Motown which was great but the A&R guy that signed us was um, was let go I want to say uh, okay. they let they started it was when Motown did they turn over all of the old school acts that we grew up on the Temptations and mm-hmm. guys like that had moved on so they started signing newer acts we were one and the A&R guy that signed us, uh, they fired him. I don't know what happened with that, but when you fire your A&R guy, you take all your groups with you, and that's what happened. And, okay. And so we could have stayed, but we had no support. I see. So uh, it was kind of cool. We took the project, and we shopped it. Sony picked it up, and we did a, another demo with Sony, and uh, that didn't happen. And so um, I'm, I'm actually grateful and thankful that it didn't because I don't know where it would have taken me, but... Um, and you're glad where where you're at. Yeah, where you're at right now talking is, to Jeff, is, is so. you're, you're happy to be here. <laughs> That's cool. Um, going back, that had to have been an incredibly exciting experience for a young man uh, to be caught up in all that hoopla. Let's say. Oh yeah. Um, and and, uh, and then of course it must have turned into an incredible learning experience for you as well. Then definitely uh, got a chance to learn a little about the music industry, uh, like the the in-depth part of the music industry, what it takes to be signed and what it takes to keep a deal, what it takes to record an album, budgets. And and so I, I it was a great learning experience. And so after you go through that, you're still determined and, you, and you're still saying to yourself, well, this is still what I'm going to do. It may not have, this might not have worked out the way I visioned it, but I'm certainly not done. You're right, right. I, I actually had an opportunity to tour with uh, another local guy uh, around Desi Phillips. He was signed with... Um, 
uh, Sony Records, Taboo, uh, and so I worked with him. So I got a chance to tour with him. So I had had some great experiences uh, doing during that period. I guess that mm-hmm. mid '80s to late '90s, and the you know. So I uh, actually moved to Georgia. And then I moved back here about 20-something years ago, so I've been here, and the local scene has been great. Um, everything's is going great. I, I, awesome. I really love where I'm at now. So. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. A lot of your uh, productions are rooted in your spiritualism, right. and uh, I noticed your your latest project is not so much. <laughs> I, I tend to write mostly gospel music and, and uh, Christian based songs, ninety percent. But mm-hmm. um, I still there's a ten percent side of me that uh, <laughs> does a um, you know that that um, that bluesy sure and old school soul. And I always say the project that you're mentioning. Uh, I, I say, man, that that was a project. I could have wrote 40 years ago, you know, and it sure. would have been great. But um, I'm more of a retro writer anyway. My my style is more retro and when I, in terms of the non-gospel um, things that I write. Blues and old school soul, I always try to uh, still hold on to that part of the song or music because it's kind of a dying thing. So <laughs> I, was, I just think it's a cool throwback project. But uh, And... Uh, so, but yeah, most of the things I do write it tend to lean towards the, the spiritual spiritual side. But uh, there's that ten percent where <laughs> you get the Memphis Jackson. <laughs> Absolutely. Lavelle's latest project, "Going Home" by Memphis Jackson, was recorded at Bay City's Reed Recording Company, produced by Andy Reed, and features a collective group of musicians that frequently appear on RRC projects. Along with Lavelle on this record are Scott Vandell on guitar, Andy on bass, Ron Roscoe-Selly on harmonica, Mike Thomas on keyboards, Lauren Kranz on keyboards, Justin Weisenbach on trumpet, Donnie Brown on drums, and a special guest you'll learn about in just a bit. Never giving up. Mm. The title is called Going Home. Okay. Going Home, and um, I, I wrote it as a tribute I wrote actually that song when I was in Georgia I was in Atlanta and I knew I was moving back to Saginaw and so uh, the name of the the name of the song is called Saginaw Michigan and then there's a there's a line where I say I'm going home and so I just titled the song going titled the project going home and it's kind of a throwback going um, going back and and it gives you kind of going back musically as well so mm-hmm. I'm going back home to Saginaw, Michigan. I'm gonna pack all my hopes and my dreams. I'm going back home to Saginaw, Michigan. The loneliest place I've ever seen. I can't believe it's been this long since I, I've been home. Yeah, yeah. 
you've got a track record of producing your own work yourself. Mm -hmm. And with this current project, you decided to uh, go elsewhere and incorporate uh, Andy Reid from Reid Recording Company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me about a little bit about why you decided to uh, step out of your own facility and uh, have somebody else produce it. And then uh, let's talk about working with Andy a little bit. All right. Yeah. I've, I've follow Andy and uh, listen to some things that he's done. I really like uh, the way his studio sound, and I like the musicians. I've worked with a few in some capacity, uh, Mike Thomas and Scott Vandell, and and uh, and I knew that was part of his team. Not only were they great musicians, they were also songwriters, which made a uh, big decision and why I wanted to work with Andy because he worked with musicians who are not just great musicians, but they're songwriters and arrangers as well. So they brought some great ideas to the table. I used to work with just great musicians and who were not particularly um, in the songwriting. Mm -hmm. But these guys were. So as... Um, and And... And I just, I told Andy, I just trust him 100%. I gave him the full reign to say, find the musicians, find, you know, we'll, I gave him the songs, my versions, and and I said, I, I just want his take on them, and I trust whatever he was going to do, because Andy's, uh, he's, I, everything I've listened to from him is, is extraordinary. So, um, and he came through. I'm very, very pleased with the project. Um, I, I really have no... <laughs> Nothing but great things to say. We can spend an hour talking about Andy, but uh, <laughs> Andy, we've heard your uh, podcast, so we won't do that. <laughs> no, but, but producer Andy Reid. It was a super unique experience. Not a lot of artists reach out to me and, and ask me to do the full-on production. Uh, the way Lavelle had um, had asked. Uh, usually, artists are a little more hands-on, and it was I was super flattered because uh, that he had that much faith in me to to assemble the band and then uh, to record the tracks. He he had sent me the demos and and I had sent uh, the songs to all the musicians. And of course, we, I ran the musicians by him and made sure that we uh, we agreed that we had the right players and. Um, he was familiar with everybody that, that I had uh, suggested. So um, the band and myself got together and um, worked on the tunes and, and tried a few things, got a lot of stuff live, which was awesome. And uh, I felt it was awesome to, to get the chance to play bass on these songs because they're super, super groove heavy, and that's always fun for a bass player. I told Andy I trust him whatever he wanted to do. I mean, he could have I had an alligator scream and I would if I would have just trusted that that's what he wanted to do and mm -hmm. it would have <laughs> he had a reason.
think about the Motown and uh, Stax records, mm-hmm. and I, 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 these are projects that I mentioned to Andy when I said, I, you know, I say, hey, I want it to sound like Stax and Motown and, and the old, you know, uh, chess. I, I mentioned all the old school soul kind of pro, uh, uh, record labels. And I, and I researched, and they all had uh, musical teams that, mm-hmm. you know, all the musicians played on all the songs, and, and Andy has that same kind of vibe. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. We definitely wanted to make it more of a, not necessarily a throwback, but, um, you know, we have a lot of similar uh, musical influences. Um, I'm a huge Motown fan. Um, I'm a big fan of of, uh, the Stax stuff. And um, we knew that we wanted it to kind of have a feel like that. A lot of the songs um, have an uplifting message and, some of them are kind of down and dirty blues tunes, and and uh, I'm just a fan of every kind of style that we we went for on this record. So it was pretty pretty easy to kind of dial it in in that way. You know, we kind of wanted a little bit of a familiar vintage tonality overall, and then um, but have the modern fidelity. So you know, a little bit of grit. I always feel like Michigan artists themselves everything has a little bit of a grit to it and uh i think that we kind of found that and rode that line perfectly so uh, a lot of smooth pretty singing uh a lot of down and dirty music and it's just it's just like a perfect storm for that yes i made mistakes Take chances I shouldn't take Lavelle came in to do his vocals, it was, um, yeah, I knew how good of a singer he was, and I was still <laughs> shocked at how great he was. So I, I, I set up a couple microphones, because uh, I didn't know what I wanted yet for a vocal sound, and I'm like, I better get this right, because he's going to be like a one-two take kind of guy. And, you know, I remember thinking to myself, he was doing the first song and he sang all the way through it. And when I, when I, when I'm, when a performer's singing and, and I'm listening as we're tracking, um, I'm usually listening for things that, like, okay, he might want to redo that line or they might want to redo that verse and stuff like that. And we got done with the first take and I'm just thinking to myself, hmm, yeah, I got nothing. That was pretty perfect. And so I just looked at him I'm like, do you want to sing it again? Because <laughs> you can. He could have just kept his first takes on a lot of that stuff, and then he did all his own background vocals, which was super cool as well. I got Larry McRae on some stuff. You know, I wanted Larry. 
Um, Absolutely. You, know, you can't go wrong. Yeah. There. <laughs> you know what I mean? I said, I, I got to get Larry. So and, and we had to take out some of the things Scott played. But uh, okay. I, mean, I, I got to get Larry because Larry wanted to do it. So Awesome. Wow. But um, so he, he came in and he, he played on three of the songs. So. Where the hell you've been? Maybe let's get one thing straight. I ain't calling for that. Maybe let's get one thing straight. I don't know, I don't know what to do. No. I'm on to you. I really liked Sweet Soul Music. Uh, that's easily one of my favorite songs. Music of today is just not the same. Tell me what wrong. Tell me who's to blame. Moving On was a fun one, too, because uh, we were able to kind of tap into a, a cool mid-tempo groove with that. So it just kind of kind of rolls from left to right, and it has a little bit of an arc to it, but it just kind of stays in this cool, chill plane the whole time, which is kind of neat. So No need to worry. I did the same thing last week. No need to worry. Did the same thing last week. Really, all of them, as I listen to them, I can hear parts of like how much fun it was to work on. Like, uh, I'm Bluesy Girl. I remember Scott Vandell and I sitting down here, and I'm like, "Okay, Scotty, we need a riff. You know, we need we need something cool." And and Scott came up with that little uh, guitar thing, and I'm sitting, I'm I'm playing the wah pedal with my hand while Scotty's playing the riff, and we're just like in hysterics on how much fun and how cool it sounded and how perfect it was for the song. So every song has a, a lot of that, and it just came together pretty. Pretty simply, uh, uh, I uh, can't think of anywhere where we hit roadblocks at all. Uh, we had a tremendous cast of characters on it, and Lavelle was just an amazing, amazing artist. And and he's an, seems like he's an even better person. Getting him, getting to know him through this process has has been awesome as well. So. Uh, yeah, I can't complain. It was it was one of those kind of perfect situations for me, and and I hope it's the first of many uh, with Lavelle and myself. So. talk about old rock and rollers you got elvis people 
in Beatles people. There's kind of a spectrum there. They're both great, but in different ways, right? Uh -huh. But I'm also a big fan of classic R&B and soul. And when I think of soul singers, the spectrum for me is, as well, at one end of the spectrum, you've got Sam. And on the other end of the spectrum, you've got Otis. And uh, you tend to fall more on the Sam side, which is which is uh, they're both awesome. I Great, mean, yeah. uh, oh, two of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, how can they not be? You know, yeah. I mean, you know, them guys kind of define it uh, yeah. for me, anyways. Uh, I think this for me, the, and I I kind of think of myself more of Sam and Al Green, mm -hmm. the, the the more um, smoother uh, singers, uh, because that's probably just my personality. Okay. Um, and that's just what comes out naturally. It's just, yeah, yeah, just kind of my natural um, thing that I, I don't know, but <laughs> it's kind of cool to be. I mean, do you ever do you ever watch like Otis and you just want to kind of let loose? Like oh, yeah, he is? Otis I mean, is you know, like Have raw. you ever tried that and said, oh, wait a minute, I don't like that or that's not me? Or <laughs> No, I, I perform Otis. I perform Wilson Pickett songs okay. and those were gutsy kind of gotcha. power singers. So I have to uh, sometimes... Uh, channel their energy or what they would do mm -hmm. and uh, I actually work now I tour with uh, LJ Reynolds I don't know if you're yes. familiar with LJ Reynolds yes, from the dramatics. dramatics yes and he has that raw uh, kind of gutsy so I watch him a lot too so so I, I, I study those guys but uh, even even LJ tells me that you got to you know you got to give it up <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you know it's just uh for them, it's so natural, but for me, my my persona is so yeah. You seem to default, back. like yeah. I said, to the Sam side of the spectrum. So, so, but very, ahead. very cool and very awesome. Um, how can uh, people, uh, when you finally decide to release this record, <laughs> how can people get a hold of it? I'm thinking um, either late this year or maybe early next year. I probably will go ahead and release it national, probably through uh, iTunes or. Uh, the national distributors, the uh, internet distributors. Okay. So they'll be able to pick it up through iTunes, Rhapsody, Spotify, all the internet mm -hmm. sites. And, uh, of course, when I play Perform Live, they can um, pick it up there as well. Okay. It, the, the ones who like CDs. We still got people <laughs> right. who like CDs. Exactly. <laughs> Which vinyl is coming back Ex now, too. Yeah, so right. Because I, 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 I really want to do a... Uh, I want to do a um, one of those inserts where it has all the information on the, oh yeah cool yeah, yeah. As, as, I like I like reading I'm an album cover guy so oh, I, me too I, I love reading I love that stuff <laughs> yeah. so. and uh, it was good the classic albums the more junk they put in the better you yeah know? So, I mean, <laughs> oh great bumper stickers <laughs> right. and everything posters <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> um, and if uh, people want to know more about Lavelle Jackson LavelleJackson.com right Correct. okay uh, and do you have any upcoming shows in the area? Oh, wow. We got to do... I'm st I perform locally with Soul Express. Mm -hmm. And yep. uh, we'll be performing at the Stables. Um, I don't know the week, but just follow their uh, website or whatever. You can find out when Soul Express will be playing. Also, we'll also be doing uh, Rock the Block this year with uh, Team One. That's going to be at the Huntington okay. Park. In downtown. Yeah. Yep. Um, that'll be in June. I don't have the date yet. Then I'll be downtown for uh, Jazz on Jefferson. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yep. And I'll be at Shane Park with the Dramatics okay. June 30th. Um, wow. And uh, <laughs> just thinking locally. Um, uh, wow. And uh, oh, we're doing the uh, Stevie Wonder tribute for Friday Night Live. Awesome. So, yeah, we're doing awesome. the tribute. All Stevie. I bet that's a lot of fun. That's going to be great. I yeah, bet. With, All right. I'll be doing that with Soul Express as well. And then also we'll be doing... Uh, uh, party on McCarty as well. So okay, 
Got so, a few yeah, things coming up. Yeah. Plenty of opportunities to see uh, Lavelle and Company in person yeah. uh, this spring and into the summer months. And uh, do yourself a favor, folks, and get out there and see him because it is absolutely wonderful. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Or um, I'm good. If, uh, okay. You got anything else for me? I'm, I, I'm I here all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lavelle. Well, thank you very much for coming down to the Q90.1 studios oh. and hanging out with me. Oh, it certainly you. has been a pleasure, and I wish you all the success in the world, my friend. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Remember, currently, Going Home by Memphis Jackson is available exclusively at Lavelle's live performances. Studio Q is a production of Delta College Quality Public Radio. A big thanks to Lavelle and Andy for appearing on the show, and a big thanks to you for listening. I'm Jeff Scott. Until we meet again, peace.